So before we have a baptism, uh, as, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to celebrate people's decision to take the next step in their journey of faith. And so, but before we do that, I thought it would, we just take a moment to take a quick look at, uh, you know, we've been studying the life of Jesus on Sunday morning, and uh, our series is, is, is uh, on the life and the times of Jesus. And so I thought we would just, because we're doing baptism tonight, just take a moment to look at Jesus's baptism. And uh, as we look at his, his baptism, we're going to use it as an example as, uh, as to what we all can learn from the life that Jesus lived. And then if, if you have your Bible, your phone, your iPad, whatever it is, and if you turn with me to Matthew chapter 3, you know, as you study the life of Jesus, you know, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's written by four different authors. They had four different goals in mind as they, as they wrote it. You know, Luke was a physician, and he wrote a lot of detail and, and recorded a lot of the miracles of Jesus. You know, John was the beloved, and he talks about, you know, the love of God and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but as you read the different Gospels, you see the life of Jesus in a little bit different light. But in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13, it says that Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. Now this is the story of the baptism of Jesus. And it's interesting, whenever Jesus came to John to be baptized, John didn't want to baptize him because obviously John had an inkling of who was standing before him. And he said, man, I am not worthy to baptize you. You need to baptize me. But Jesus insisted that John would baptize him. Now, obviously, Jesus was pretty adamant about the fact that he needed to be baptized. Now, that tells us a little bit of something about baptism, for Jesus to be so adamant about him getting baptized. Amen? Now, this story of Jesus getting baptized teaches us some truths that we should all be made aware of about water baptism. And I just want to point out three, and, uh, and there's more, but we're just going to talk about three tonight. And the first one is this. Jesus' baptism teaches us that getting water baptized is something God requires all of us to do. Not just some, but all of us. Nobody gets out of the, the responsibility after you become a Christian to be baptized. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 14, when Jesus went from Galilee to Jordan River to be baptized by John, John tried to talk him out of it. But I am the one who needs to be baptized. He said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, listen to this. Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God, what? All that God, what? So according to Jesus, getting water baptized is something that the father requires. Do you see that? And so Jesus said, listen, you know, even though I'm the son of God and you would think I don't need to be baptized, the father requires this and I want to set the example and so I want to get water baptized. Amen? 
So now the question I have for you is, have you been water baptized since you believed? Since you became a Christian? If you haven't, you should. Because water baptism is something that, not something God suggests, but it's something that God requires. You got that? In Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, it says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So the scripture over and over talks about if you want to be a follower of Jesus, after you surrender your life to Christ, the very next step that you should take after you decide to be a follower of Jesus is you should be baptized. Amen? So now I encourage you, if you're a believer and you haven't been baptized, we got some extra towels over here. We got some t-shirts right here and you can dry off by the time you get home, amen? You just take your pocketbook out so you don't baptize that too much and you just get baptized tonight and just do what God requires of you and who knows what might happen, amen? Amen. Now, the second truth that we see here in the Scripture that Jesus' baptism teaches us is that getting water baptized positions us to receive a blessing from the Father. And, and so we see that very clearly in Scripture. In verse 16, it says, After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Now, you know, what I want you to see is that heaven was opened up. Heaven was... Notice that as soon as he came up out of the water, the heavens were opened up. And the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. Come on, how many of you believe that was the blessing of the Lord right there? It was the blessing. You know, there's two blessings that you can expect when you get baptized. And the first one is this. You can expect greater blessings from heaven on your life. I believe, you know, whenever you think about the heavens were open. Well, I believe they got blessings up in heaven, amen? And if heaven opened up, I believe they got blessings coming on down, amen? And so whenever the Bible says the heaven was open, I believe it's like the, the Father said, now I'm, I'm really excited about that. And he just opened up, I believe he opened up the garage door, not the window. He opened up the garage door, amen? And he said, let the glory of God come down on my son. The Bible says in Job 36, 11, if they listen and obey him, they will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. You see, everybody gets to go to heaven that's a Christian, but not everybody lives under the same amount of blessing that is a Christian. It depends how much we're willing to obey God. And the more we obey God, the more blessings we're going to receive on our life. Now, it's a little bit too quiet in here tonight. So some of you need to say amen right there. Amen. So we need to remember obedience to God's command always. And again, I repeat, always opens up God's blessing on our life. Amen. In Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says, if you tithe, God says, test me in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. He don't say the window right here. So I believe that's the garage door. Amen. He's opening up the garage door. So first water baptism 
The blessing of water baptism, it first positions you to experience an open heaven. But the second blessing I see here is you can expect to experience a greater touch of God's Spirit on your life. Because notice in verse 16, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. It didn't just come and like touch him and go move on. It settled on him. Amen. Come on. How many of you want the spirit of God to settle on you? I don't want just a touch of his spirit. I want it to set. I want to be a spirit filled believer. I want to be an anointed believer. Amen. I want the, the power of God living inside of me. The same power that raised Lazarus out of the grave. I want the power of God resting on me so that I don't live in no grave or no grave clothes or nothing that is dead, but I live in life and in blessing. Amen. And that comes by the spirit of the living God. Amen. Amen. It's the spirit of God. And so the spirit came upon him, descended on him when he got water baptized. Now Acts 2 in verse 38 says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can you notice the, the correlation between repentance and baptism and the receiving the Holy Spirit. So the Scripture equates repentance and being water baptized with receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, the question I have is, what does getting water baptized have to do with getting touched by the Spirit? And I believe it's this. I believe that choosing to get water baptized is an act of yielding and surrendering to God's will. And listen, and God always puts his touch and puts his spirit on somebody who is willing to yield and surrender and submit to God's will. Always. God's Spirit will touch the person who yields. The person that's stubborn, the person that's rebellious, the person that is hard-headed is not going to receive the same level of the touch of God like the person that is willing to just yield and surrender and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Amen? So come on, I believe, I'm encouraged for those, for my brothers and sisters tonight that are getting baptized because I believe they're going to receive a greater touch from God. Not because this water is some kind of, you know, miraculous thing, some magical thing. No, it has everything to do, not with the tank, but with the heart of the person that's getting in the tank. Amen? And that's where the blessing comes from. And so the Spirit of God comes on us when we yield and we surrender. Now the third truth that, Jesus' baptism teaches us, the third and final one, is that getting water baptized pleases the Father. we got to remember that. It pleases the Father. Again, let's go back to the passage of Scripture, Matthew 3, 3.16. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, this is my beloved in whom I am well pleased. Now listen, you know, I'm glad if you tap, pat me on the back and say, hey, you know, good to see you and all that, but I would rather get 
a pat from the Father in heaven than any man on this earth. Amen? And for the Father in heaven to say, I'm pleased with you, that's what I'm after. What about you? We should live our life to have the Father say, I'm well pleased with you. Amen? And so listen, just like natural parents are pleased and blessed when our children obey our instruction, the Heavenly Father, Our Heavenly Father is pleased and blessed when we, His children, are willing to submit and obey His commands. Just like natural parents. The Heavenly Father, when He sees His children doing what's right and being willing to follow His commands. Another translation says, it brought joy to the Father. Now listen, man, I want to bring joy to the Father. I want to be pleasing to the Father. I mean, He sent His best. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that I didn't have to live in hell, so I could live in heaven. He washed my sins away, and I had a bunch of them, amen? And He forgave them all. And that, that God that sent his son to die for me and give me hope of eternal life I want to please my heavenly father what about you don't you want to please your heavenly father and I'll tell you how you do it you just obey his commands amen and I believe that's why the voice from heaven came down and said this is my son in whom I'm well pleased remember when Jesus was teaching the crowds and uh and some some bystanders came to him and they said hey Jesus your mother and your brothers are out there and they're waiting to talk to you And Jesus said, really? Remember his response to him? I want to read it to you because I want you to see the connection. In Matthew 12, 46, while Jesus was talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside waiting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing To his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, what was Jesus saying here? What was he saying? The man says, your mom and your mom and your your brothers are outside. And he says, my mom and my brothers. You see these disciples right here? That's my mom and my brothers right there. You see, I believe what he was saying, what he was trying to say is that, hey, gang, you know what blesses me more than even being in the presence of my very own mother and my very own family? You know what blesses me more than any of that? I'll tell you what blesses me. It's being in the presence of those who are willing to do and follow the will of my father. That's what blesses me. I feel as much joy being around people that are willing to follow the plan of God than I am being with my own mother and my own brothers. Amen. And he's saying, man, there's nothing that blesses me more than whenever I see followers doing what God tells them to do. So listen, I believe Jesus' baptism teaches us that our Heavenly Father is pleased when His children obey His commands. He's pleased. But whenever you think about the flip side of that, if He's pleased when we obey His commands, what must He feel like when we rebel against His commands? If he's pleased when we follow through with what God requires of us, what must he feel like when we decide we're too stubborn and willing to obey his commands? I think he feels the opposite of being pleased. Are y'all tracking with me? Now, I know that none of you in this room would ever want to do anything in your life to bring bring a discouragement or, or bring heaviness or, or displease the Father. And I'm telling you, the way that we live our life 
in, in pleasure of the Father is to obey what he tells us to do. So what are we doing tonight? We're having a water baptism. Why? Because the scripture commands us to do it. And whenever we do what God commands, all these blessings. Jesus was our role model. We're not looking at some, you know, some uh, superstar athlete. We're not looking at some, you know, this popular uh, actor out of Hollywood. We're not looking for some rock and roll star, uh, you know, out there that's, that's, you know, making millions with singing songs and writing lyrics. We're looking to Jesus as our role model. And if you look at Jesus as your role model and you make a decision to model your life after the greatest one that ever lived, Jesus Christ, you'll never go wrong. Amen? So tonight as we have water baptism, it's nothing. It's not just like this, 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 you know, just this little ritual, religious thing we're doing. Oh, no, no, no. We're in the presence of some people that are choosing to follow the will of God. Amen? And we can't see it in the natural, but in the spirit, man, there is some incredible things that are happening. Amen? Now listen, one last thing before we get, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to elaborate on this, but you know, I noticed this. Jesus got baptized and he went into the time of temptation. And as soon as he came out of the time of temptation, he was ready for ministry. And see, baptism was first. And then right after that, you see God using him in ministry. And I'll tell you this, saints, the more we obey God, the more God is going to use us. The more we obey God, the more he's going to put his touch on our life. Amen. The more we obey God, the more like Jesus we're going to be. The more anointing we're going to have on our life. Amen. And the more difference we're going to make. And we might not see the blind eyes open. We might not see the deaf here. But I believe God will use us to encourage everybody around us. And we'll have enough life in us that people around us are going to get excited and be encouraged just being in our presence. Because we're going to have so much life, it's going to overflow. Our cup is going to overflow and people are going to get blessed all around us. Let me ask you, do you have enough life to bless those around you? Is the life-giving power of Jesus in you? If it's not, I suggest you just follow his commands and you keep obeying him. And the more you obey him and the more you follow his commands, the more the heavens are going to be open and the more the spirit of God is going to be on your life and the more you're going to hear the voice of the spirit affirming in your spirit, well done, my brother. Well done, my sister. Well done, my my child of God, I'm pleased with you. Amen. And man, doesn't it feel good when somebody says, good job, man. Good job, girl. Good job, sir. Good job. We all like to be affirmed and encouraged. But I tell you, there's no affirmation and there's no encouragement like whenever you feel the spirit of God, the voice of the father on the inside of you say, I'm proud of you, daughter. I'm proud of you, son. I'm telling you that'll go further than a hundred thousand affirmations from people on this earth. Amen. To have the affirmation of the spirit of God saying, I'm pleased with you. I am pleased with the way you live in your life. Keep on track because I got great things in store for you. Amen. Come on. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. amen.